0: there everybody. Welcome back to another YouTube video and if you're listening to this on audio through the podcast then welcome to another episode of the podcast. And uh, it's great to be back. There's been a little time off because of the Thanksgiving holidays and you know this time of year is just freaking crazy. Um my wife loves Christmas and not only is there a lot going on in my professional world with you know, holiday this and, you know, talking people off the ledge that, you know, it's a difficult time with food for a lot of people. It's a difficult time to find um, consistency in training. And so there's just a lot of extra effort going into the process of working with your clientele and keeping them hyper motivated. And, you know, so it's just a crazy time and uh, the holidays can be challenging for a lot of people. It's a, it's a wonderful time of the year, but it's also, it also can be a challenging time of year and it can be a tough time of year for some people. So, um it's the holidays. So in our house, you know, if you walked into our house right now, it looks like Santa just took a giant shit on our entire house. I mean, it's just littered with Christmas ornaments and you know it's just it's just insanity and of course i'm the guy that's got to you know drag the crap out of the basement grab the the bins out of the attic and you know lift this and move that and help decorate this and then she just goes crazy with it and then we have a three-year-old grandson who thinks it's just the coolest thing since bent pretzels and we've got a 14 year old daughter in the house who also digs the holidays i mean who wouldn't so the holidays are a crazy time so that's why it's been a big separation between part one of this video series. Uh, it's turned into three parts. It was supposed to be two. In part one, if you look back, if you haven't seen it, it's uh, why you're not building muscle. And there was a part one to that. And that video had to do with intensity and in your resistance training. If you look up practically anyone who does what I do, and uh, you know, if they've done anything related to how to build muscle, how to build testosterone, how to do all these things, anything to do with being anabolic. The very first thing that's going to be talked about is lifting heavy things, lifting weights, resistance training. That goes a super long way into uh, not only, you know, obviously building muscle, but being part of the process uh, and the chain of events that works into building muscle and that's, you know, hormonal boosts as well and building those hormones. So we talked about intensity training on part one, and there was actually a part one B, a sort of little add on to that part one. And now we get into part two, we're going to talk briefly about, other reasons why you may not be building the kind of muscle you want to build. And specifically, I want to talk about hormones. And even more specifically, we want to talk about testosterone. So Uh, Stick around. So we're going to run through some just brief bullet points before we get to that. Take care a little bit of business. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. You see that red button below says subscribe. Pound that for me, please Uh, hit that little notification bell that keeps you uh, aware of when I do upload content. You see the little thumbs up guy there. Hit that guy. All these things go a long way into spreading us out into the YouTube space getting those YouTube al- algorithms flowing and if you're listening on the podcast I'd appreciate if you'd uh, subscribe or follow through whatever medium you're listening to give us a review if you like that also helps uh either way guys I appreciate you being here and I appreciate your support and great things are happening for uh 2022 it's going to be a wonderful year I'm really excited but uh, back on to part 2 of why you may not be building muscle and it is early it's like Well, not early, early, early for me is like 3 a.m. Because I get up at 3.30 every day. It's like eight o'clock in the morning on a Friday. I'm already done with my morning clients. So I'm having a little coffee. Trying to wake up. And I thought, what better way to wake up than to have a little morning conversation with you wonderful people and talking about hormones. Um, So... One of the reasons why you may not be building the kind of muscle that you want to build, you know, no matter who you are. And we all have that image in our head of, you know, that muscular physique that we want to build. And I'm not just, I'm not talking about these freakish, you know, bodybuilders that you see on the cover of, you know, Flex magazine that, you know, that are sauced to the gills. And, you know, that, that's a different reality uh, separate from almost all of us. And uh, I'm talking about just whoever you are from whatever background you come from. If you're putting hard time in the gym, if you're really paying close attention to how you eat, if you're looking into all those intangibles that I often talk about that go a long way into making sure that you build muscle and build that physique that you're wanting, like sleep, you know, is important, certain supplementation, sunlight, reduction of stress, you know, recovery principles, all these things go into play but uh if you're if you don't have a metabolic environment set up in your body through proper hormone function and hormone balance, then you will not be able to build the kind of muscle that you want to build, whatever that image is in your head of the physique that you want to build. And for most of it's you know it's just a good amount of symmetrical lean muscle mass, and then we want to couple that by reducing the body fat to reveal all the hard work that you put into it. and um we've talked about. The the fact that I hate dirty bulks. I hate these guys that eat a bunch of garbage and burgers and pizza and bullshit and uh, put on as much weight as possible, only to try to have to deal with l- losing a whole lot of body fat in a short period of time to reveal it. You got to be a lot better off by just going in a slight caloric surplus, trying to stay relatively in shape year round. Um, I was even having a conversation with a client this morning, and uh, he doesn't like the way he looks and the off-season or the bulking or gain phase of the season, and but that's just part of the process. You're always gonna put on a little bit of body fat during that time, but my criteria is super, super simple. If I begin to lose abdominal definition, I'm not talking about shredded vascular freaking eight pack, I'm talking about you know just light abdominal definition where you can see the abdominals. If I get beyond that where I can't see that anymore, I know that my caloric surplus is too high and I'm putting on too much body fat relative to how much muscle that I'm trying to maintain or build. So I'll dial it back a little bit. Like I always talk about, we're always turning the knobs, you know, pulling the levers on this stuff to make sure that we're doing everything right and always assessing and always making adjustments. Sometimes no adjustments are needed and we just, you know, put it on cruise control and keep doing what we do. And it's about consistency anyway. So, you know, body building, whatever that means to you, you know sometimes it's a it, it can be a meticulous slow boring process because if you've got your shit dialed in if you've been given a program of training cardio, recovery, supplementation, and food that is working, then oftentimes it's just about cruise control. Keep doing what you're doing, just day in and day out, grind, grind, grind. And sometimes that's a tough process for people too. They like the dynamics of things always changing. Well, there may not be a reason to change if things are going well. So anyway, I'm getting off into the weeds again. But uh, So anyway, back to the goal. If you're not putting on the kind of muscle you want to build, and I see this all the time, the because of the fact that i've worked in the trenches with thousands of people and it's very you know rare to find somebody whose overlying goal isn't to put on as much muscle as possible and then reveal that through getting their body fat as low as possible that's the process it's pretty simple It's the application that can be difficult. It's the time in the trenches that can be difficult. It's the day in day out grind that can be difficult. And if you don't have the proper level of hormones in your body, then you can pretty much throw in the towel on building the kind of physique you wanna build. And unfortunately, it's not just about the foods you eat But it's also about the things that you don't eat, don't consume, and don't engage in on a regular basis. We always hear people like me telling you what to eat to do this, but we don't put enough emphasis on telling you this, if you're consuming this, is total shit. And this is completely stripping away your ability to put on muscle and be the best version of you that you can possibly be. We're going to get into all of the nuts and bolts of what I call a hyper primal nutrition plan. It's my ketogenic bodybuilding hybrid, you know, uh, way of eating, and a, a lot of you know all the real work uh, gets done in that off season or that gain phase or that maintenance phase where you're eating good sound nutrition, but you're putting foods into your body that's gonna keep you as healthy as humanly possible, as vital as humanly possible, to preserve as much lean mass as possible, to give you energy, to give you vibrance, to make you the best version you can possibly be. And then we maintain that for a while. And then if you're competing or if you have a goal like to get shredded for summer beach weather or whatever, then there is going to be some restrictions brought into that. The caloric deficit gets brought into play. Certain changes will be made as to levels of fat intake and so forth. But all the time that we spend up to that point, you can really take an opportunity to nourish your body To put foods into your body, they're going to help, you know, elevate testosterone levels and bring all your hormonal balance into play so you can create that best anabolic environment to gain muscle and burn body fat and be the best version of you that you can possibly be. Now, in the past, I'm going to say year, you know, it's funny because, you know, I'm kind of known as the ketogenic bodybuilding guy. Um but I really started in this endeavor many years ago, um, you know, just really focusing on an ancestral health, very primal kind of nutrition plan just to change my overall health. And when I got into this stuff, I had come off of a 10-year, you know, in-depth, just living, breathing, bodybuilding, got a little bit burnt on that and uh, needed to make a change. So when I stumbled onto ketogenic and primal ancestral health principles, I was actually doing, uh, just as much, you know, cardiovascular exercise, a lot of cycling, a little bit of running and things like that. Uh, and that's when I got turned on to it and got obsessed with it and found that this is, this is the way for me. And it turned out to be that it's, you know, a very beneficial approach for most people out there. And then when I made the transition back and sort of, you know, got, you know, fired up about bodybuilding again, um, I was determined to make that process work within the framework of a more traditional hypertrophy-driven bodybuilding program. So it's always been very primal in nature. And just me personally, I've always used the term hyperprimal. And uh, I think my wife heard me say that uh, about a month ago. And she says, oh, that's catchy. You should market that. Well, I'm not necessarily marketing it, but maybe I should use the term more often because what hyperprimal means to me is if you take the ideals of that ancestral health hunter-gatherer lifestyle from way back hundreds of years, and then you accept some of the benefits of our modern culture and some of the things that uh, are available available to us now, and you combine that approach, yet again, another hybrid, I like to call it living hyperprimal, not just, you know, I'm not one of these guys that... You know, says that, you know, I'm living out in the middle of the freaking jungle and I'm, you know, I don't bathe and, you know, I'm eating freaking raw, you know, animal liver that I just killed 30 minutes ago. You know, as, as cool as that is, and there are guys and women out there who are living that life and I think it's badass and I commend them for that it's just not a place that I can be in right now because I live within the digital world and uh, the the overwhelming amount of my work day comes from dealing with people online and virtually. So, you know, you got to take in some of the, accept some of the, the great things of modern conveniences and modern culture within the nutrition and training world and then keep a, a, keep your core tenets, those core pillars of how you live for that sort of a primal ancestral health way because I've often said the reason I do this is because it was very clear to me that the leanest, fittest, most disease-free humans on the fossil record were the hunter-gatherers of hundreds of years ago. And uh, when I adopted that lifestyle and built that metabolic flexibility and uh, created a more hybrid approach to take advantage of what's available to us now, because things are not, you know, our lives now, the way food is grown now, the way food is cultivated now is nothing like it was you know 300 years ago, 400 years ago, thousand years ago, whatever all the way back to even you know Paleolithic or prehistoric, prehistoric times it's completely different now the landscape has changed. So we have adapted to that because this is the time that we've been present and we've adapted into that. So we take the best of both worlds, yet again another hybrid as I keep talking about. So I call it living hyperprimal and I build and base everything about an animal based uh, nutrition protocol and then sort of You know, bring in other elements from the more neolithic world that we live in, the modern day society that we live in and bring in certain elements that I think work well within the framework of a very primal ancestral animal based nutrition program. So this is the way I like to live. And right now I'm in that, you know, off season, you know, maintenance gain phase where it's just about training. It's just about diet. It's just about being the best that you can be, I'm still months away from any kind of hardcore cutting. So this is the most fun. This is the best time for me. This is the time that I cherish because I'm eating lots of fatty meats, I'm eating lots of whole eggs, I've am you know, uh, been experimenting a lot further with organ meats, which are some of the most nutritious and nu- nutrient-dense foods on earth, bar none. And uh, I've been living that hyper primal way that I discussed, uh, you know, to a level this time of the year that I don't always have the ability to do when I'm getting shredded for some competition. And I've been in sort of some sort of contest prep phase every year since 2014, basically. So, but this is the time of the year where I can really relish that primal way of eating, that hardcore animal-based eating where I just nourish myself with sort of nose-to-tail uh, animal foods. And then, you know, I still use some protein powders. You know, I still use some other exogenous fats here and there. And I fit that all around the framework of what my... Um, Uh, caloric ceiling would be based on where I want to be and maintain the level of muscularity, maybe build a little more and not put on too much body fat. So I sort of keep it under that caloric umbrella. Uh, But it gives me a lot more leeway to experiment on a lot of those more satiating, satisfying, you know, foods. I mean, I'm having, you know, steak and eggs every day, you know, I'm, I'm able to eat a lot more fatty meat right now. And, uh, that this all correlates into what we're talking about with those hormone levels. If I didn't go through this process for a great you know, portion of my annual time, then I would absolutely freaking fall apart during that hardcore cut phase because I need to boost those hormones, especially at my age. And there are people out there, you know, I'm 53, and my goal at this point in my life and career is to be the most badass I can possibly be at 53, whatever that means at that time. And that's, you know, being a freak in the room doesn't just mean visually freakish, you know, being that jacked muscular man or woman that everybody covets and wants to be. And is like immediately gets your eyes drawn to them when they're in the room and they're the freak in the room. But being a freak in the room also means just how you live your life, knowing that when you're in that room, that there ain't nobody in here who's pushing shit to the level that you're pushing through, through even though it may be how you eat, how you train, your dedication to your cardiovascular movement, your dedication to your recovery, your dedication to your sleep, your dedication to not putting poison into your body on a regular basis, just because that's what everybody else is doing. So it's being the freak in the room just isn't being visually freakish. It's just being the freak in your total lifestyle in this culture that we live in this lazy, overweight, Morbidly obese culture that we live in and recent studies have come out that shown that 80% of men now 80% Are overweight and it's just a sad state of affairs and it doesn't have to be that way And a lot of it has to do with You know pharmaceutical industry the medical industry the food and drug administration and all this, you know Propaganda is being pushed on this to push a political agenda and to pad more wallets and not really take care of people so You know, for those people out there who are talking about not just acute, you know, treating an acute disorder with a Band-Aid, but truly making an overall lifestyle change to change everything about yourself and to be the best version of you you can possibly be, that needs to be the goal at all times. And, uh, you know, I'm proud to say at 53 years old, I'm on zero medications. My blood work is good. I feel fantastic. And uh, I plan on being that guy until the day that you bury my ass or cremate me or whatever the hell Nancy wants to do with my ass. I think she probably wants to put me on the mantle so she can still keep an eye on me after I go. That's probably, probably what's going to happen. So anyway, back to hormones now, building testosterone in our culture today with the shitty food that's out there, the shitty processed food out there, these people who are consuming tons of alcohol on a daily or weekly basis, putting all this garbage into your body that's not gonna be beneficial or conducive to their being the best version of them they can possibly be, their hormones are going to plummet. And there are other pharmaceuticals out there that you know, um, that help uh, push that as well, that contribute to that. And that's why my goal is to always try to keep people off of as many pharmaceuticals as they can and keep weaning those things down until they're drug free. Drug free doesn't just mean, you know, not doing lines, (laughs) you know, smoking pot or whatever. You know, there's a huge opiate crisis right now. There's, you know, such a reliance on pharmaceuticals and it's such big business and you can't turn on the damn TV now without some pharmaceutical company ramming some bullshit propaganda up your ass to make you think that you need to take some freaking synthetic drug to live a better life when the absolute opposite is true of that. So let's get back to more hyper primal living and be the best version of ourselves that we can be. And let's work on ourselves from the inside out, build those hormones that'll build that muscle and keep that body fat down and keep you being the freak in the room, whatever that means to you. Just knowing that you're doing more than everyone else and then you can contribute to their lifestyles by being that example at all times. So let's talk about hormonal production. I have had clients, male clients, in their 30s that had testosterone levels in the 180 to 200 range, which is unbelievably low, which is you're practically female at this point. Seriously, I'm not, you know, not trying to be an ass, but I'm just trying to paint a picture for you. And the first thing that I do when working with one of these guys, and even women who, have, who are hormonal messes, One of the first things I do is I bring them back to that hyperprimal approach. I tell them that you have to start lifting weights and you're going to have to lift weights to a point where it becomes uncomfortable. We talked about that in episode one. And the way you structure your nutrition is going to have to be built around building those hormone levels, nourishing your body to be the best version of you. You can be to become more anabolic, to become more vital, to become more energetic, to operate on a much higher level than everyone else. That needs to be the goal. So how do you do that? It's not by reducing fat. It's not by eating a high-carb, low-fat diet. It's not about taking a statin drug, which I think, personal opinion, I'm not a doctor. I would never, ever, ever put a statin drug in my body, and I've gotten dozens of clients to get off of those damn pieces of fucking poison, including my own parents, once again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling you to do that. You should consult your physician before making any changes in your pharmaceutical you know, drug program. But uh, I think there is a lot more being contributed to our demise than to our benefit. And uh, that's why, you know, don't trust government. Don't trust the pharmaceutical industry. You know, let's get back to the way it was done. You know, you know, our true blueprint of the way we were designed to be. And let's cultivate that again and get those levels back to the, where we need to be and be the human beings that we were meant to be and be strong and be able to thrive on a daily basis. So when the, you know, the powers that be are telling you that saturated fat is bad and fat is bad and eat more vegetables and you got this vegan agenda that's being pushed on everybody that's just wrecking people's lives. That's a whole nother video that I may or may not do because it's going to ruffle some feathers, but, uh, not that I would ever do that. But anyway, so, you know, how do we boost, let's just make this simple. How do we boost testosterone in the body? And, you know, I'll go ahead and tell you more testosterone is better than less. And you can make some dramatic increases in testosterone testosterone just by changing a little bit of the way you eat or a lot of the way you eat, depending on where you are, you know, you exclude the process bullshit, and then you bring in, these clean, hyper-primal, animal-based products and healthy fats and protein and only bring in the carbohydrates you need to have proper energy balance during certain activities and so on and so forth. And it doesn't need to be much at all. So, you know, while I was trying to say in the past over this past year, well, I've been the guy that's kind of had the, the microscope on him because I'm the keto guy that talks about including carbohydrates. You know, I'm, you know, people are just coming out of the woodwork. All the zealots are chastising me for that, even though at the end of the day, it still only represents about 5% of my total caloric intake. And uh, this is an opportunity for me to sort of take a step back and remind everybody that I am a huge proponent of dietary fat and dietary protein and eating nearly 100% animal based with the exception of just a few things. So, you know, I love fatty meat and I think it's better for us. You know, sometimes on, on a good day, I'll take in a dozen eggs a day. You know, my morning smoothie during this time of the year has two egg yolks in it, two pastured egg yolks, a scoop of protein powder, and a little bit of organic, you know, low sodium coffee. You know, that's how I start my day, you know, but but I also keep, you know, everything within, like I said, the umbrella of my caloric ceiling where I need to be to maintain the physique that I want to maintain and the vibrance that I want to maintain as well. So you, you know, can do the best things for yourself by adopting that hyper primal animal based nutrition plan and getting some of those healthy fats, those monounsaturated, and even saturated fats back into your diet. And here's the thing that, you know, the point I was trying to make, as much as I love this stuff, it just breaks my heart when you can't turn on a TV and you can't read a magazine article about health and wellness without somebody blasting cholesterol, when I would tell many, many people, the first thing you should do is try to optimize your cholesterol because cholesterol is a beautiful thing. It's been demonized unfairly with some really shit science funded by some backstabbing, horrific you know, food entities and corporations out there. And you've been tricked and lied into believing that cholesterol is bad and everybody's hyper paranoid and super freaked out every time they get a, a, a blood panel back that shows that their cholesterol is elevated beyond what these health professionals are telling you is normal. You know, if you adopt this hyper, hyper primal way of eating, like I've been doing for pretty much the last decade, over a decade, then you're going to see some interesting changes happen in your body. Yes, my cholesterol levels are elevated beyond what the conventional bullshit wisdom is as to where that would be. But then if you look at my triglycerides, my triglycerides are always hovering around 70 something, sometimes less, depending on what time of day you check the damn things. My HSCRP, which is that overall indicator of total inflammation in the body is also very low, which would indicate that I am one healthy son of a bitch. And I'm not concerned about cholesterol levels. I have low levels of body fat. I have no belly fat to speak of whatsoever. I still have exposed abdominals. I'm still vibrant. I'm still healthy. And I still do a lot of shit for a 53 year old man. And I will continue to do that shit when I'm 63 and God willing 73. You know, yeah, I work out hard in the gym five days a week, but I've been restoring a freaking house for 20 years. You should see some of the horse shit Nancy has me do on the weekends. Jesus Christ. Sometimes I look forward to Monday so I can take a freaking break. But I'm also thrilled that I can do these things. You know, I'm the guy that chops his own freaking firewood. I'm the guy that, you know, does a lot of manual labor around the weekends. I'm doing shit that most guys would be like, screw that. But I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy being vibrant at my age and I make sure that I keep my healthy cholesterol levels where they be because cholesterol is a wonder, wonder, wonder thing. Okay. What is some of the benefits of cholesterol? Well, let's see. They're actually the precursors to just about every good thing that happens in your body. Let's see. Off the top of my head, um, they contribute to overwhelmingly immune function. It repairs cells. You know, we always talk about the importance of vitamin D. That's a huge topic and it has been in the ancestral health world for decades now. And I always push that too. Vitamin D, vitamin D. It's not even really a vitamin, it's more like a hormone. Well, vitamin to synthesize vitamin D from the sun and even supplementally and through the foods that you eat without good cholesterol numbers, you're not going to be able to synthesize that vitamin D to put it to use as it's meant to be used. So it becomes kind of a waste. You know, it's huge in hormone synthesis, hormones, testosterone. It's the precursor to testosterone. Without adequate cholesterol levels, testosterone is going to tank. It um, prevents vascular calcification, you know, in the, in the arteries, in the veins. Oh, I thought it was to do with heart disease. no. Inflammation and oxidation is what con- prevents, or what contributes to heart disease from a shitty processed carbohydrate, seed oil, and trans fat you know, intake diet. The standard American diet, that's the part that, it, you know, atherosclerosis comes from in- inflammation and oxidation in the body through a shitty diet, not through healthy animal saturated fats, not because of egg yolks for Christ's sake. That is a bunch of bullshit. And there's enough people out there who can show you the way. I don't have to take it too much further. I'm just the messenger. I'm the boots on the ground. I tell you how to put this shit into motion on a daily basis and try to keep your ass motivated to continue to do it. That's my job. Books have been written on it. And if you want to know more or what, where to turn to... You know, shoot me a message and I'll try to put you in the right direction there. But there's some, been some brilliant stuff written that completely debunk, debunks this whole cholesterol debate and that saturated fat, you know, contributes to heart disease. It's bullshit. Um, cholesterol has a lot to do with energy transport within the body. Um, it has to do with uh, insulin receptor function. You know, insulin resistance uh, is one of the biggest problems and one of the biggest causes of the decline in our health. And if you're not insulin sensitive, shit's not going to work right. And cholesterol contributes to the success of that. So, you know, that's the thing. So we have to have good cholesterol in our body. And for those people who are taking statin drugs, who are suppressing their cholesterol, it's no wonder when I interview these people, they tell me that they're fatigued, they have muscle aches, they have discomfort, they're not sleeping well, they're not not motivated mentally, uh, physically, they're tired all the time. Uh, It's tough to get through hard workouts. It's tough to get through their cardiovascular work. It's tough to do normal, common, mundane shit around the house. And then when we remove those statin drugs and we get them back on a very clean, animal-based, healthy approach to nutrition, things always seem to change for the better. Once again, I am not a doctor and I'm not telling you to stop using your statins. Always consult your doctor first. But I'm just saying what I would do is seek health through... Um, a foundational nose to tail hyper primal ancestral health style nutrition program and get into the gym and start training start getting lots of rest start amping your recovery push away the processed foods don't buy your food anywhere that has a hole in a window and you're going to see a lot of improvements come i promise so what does this mean? You, you, you want to get your cholesterol in check. You want to get your protein intake. You want to take in good animal protein, good animal fats. And uh, so, you know, it's the obvious choices. We, you know, I eat lots of grass fed meat. I eat lots of pastured eggs. I try to get a small amount of liver, uh, organ meat in each week and don't turn your nose up to it. It's one of the most nutritionally perfect foods on earth, possibly the most perfect. I'm convinced that not, not that I would do this because it would become terribly boring, but if you had, you know, some beef, some liver and some eggs every single day, I'm not sure you need anything else. Um... So you begin by having that animal-based diet, that hyperprimal diet. You start training hard in the gym. You start pushing the envelope with your training, with your movement, with your output. You get adequate sleep and recovery because when you're sleeping is when all the things that I just mentioned happened in the body, especially when you're at rest, when the recovery cycle begins. In terms of being anabolic, the ability to build muscle, the two pillars of being anab- anabolic are diet and sleep. And then strength training is just the stimulus or the trigger. So if your diet and your sleep isn't on point, you can hang it up. You know, these people say, well, I only eat, you know, I only sleep four hours a night. You know, I'll get all the sleep I need when I'm dead and that stuff. I say, well, you're an idiot. Because if your goal is to build as much muscle as possible and be the best version of you that you could possibly be, sleep is going to be most of the, one of the most important things that you can do. Badass predatory cats, you know, alpha, you know, You know, animals out there in that world, you know, the alpha carnivores, the apex predators, they sleep 80% of the time because recovery is that important. So if you're well recovered, then you then have the ability to attack what's in front of you whenever it needs to be attacked. So so add those foods, those healthy foods back in your diet. Get rid of the bullshit. Now, hey, I love whiskey. I'm, I'm sort of a whiskey connoisseur. I'm not a drunk. And when I do consume my whiskey scotch or bourbon, which I love, it's usually just a tiny amount. It's just to savor the process and enjoy the flavor profiles of these things. Yeah. I'm one of these, you know, spirit snob assholes, you know, and then I'll often couple that with a good cigar, kiss my ass, but I enjoy these things. But, uh, you know, But I also know that too much consumption of these things or overconsumption of these things is going to be to my detriment. And it's going to make the process of building testosterone a lot more difficult and having optimal health be a lot more difficult. So I keep it extremely minimal and on occasion. And then I enjoy the shit out of it. Back off, man. All right. So. Um, other things that I do, and I, I think another video is going to be very important as to specifically what we can do, you know, really get into the micro details of supplementation and nutrition and all those foods that can, that really do contribute to building testosterone as well as all those hyped things out there and supplements that tell you that it will that are complete and total bullshit and just just gives you expensive urine. So that's a thing, but I can, I can point to one thing now, um, Oftentimes, in my ketogenic bodybuilding Facebook group, which is over ten thousand people, you know, sometimes somebody will say that they consume some coconut oil or some MCT oil, and then you know, some people come in and blast them for that. You don't need all that exogenous fat, and don't be a butter chugger, blah blah blah. Well, once again, there is some benefit to some of these foods, and if you consume that and stay within your caloric ceiling. So you don't put on any body fat, and you put emphasis on making sure that you get ample protein into your diet, then you can consume some of these exogenous fats and reap great benefit from them. And I'm gonna point back now that I found four or five studies. If you wanna throw in a little science, which can be very subjective too. I don't wanna get into a war of studies because that's just painful. But uh, there's a particular 2009 study, and I'm not going to try to pronounce it because it's, you know, Spanish, and I'm not going to butcher that because I will. So I'll just put that study link into the show notes. Um, But that particular study, they gave male rats um, uh, grapeseed oil, I think some sort of a soy oil. They gave them coconut oil and they gave them extra virgin olive oil. Uh, They mixed that in uh, with their food in the same amounts for all these different rats. And what they found was the result of the study was that the rats that had, you know, uh, grapeseed oil and soybean oil and these other vegetable oils got no benefit whatsoever from their consumption, where the coconut oil and the olive oil group had an increase in testosterone and increased testicular weight. Yes. Big giant rat balls. I'm not making this up. It's true. So, and there are other studies that would be given, but I wanted to give that one because I thought it was funny but uh, that shows certain saturated fats can contribute to an increase in testosterone production. And it's also should be noted that I think that really does work best when brought into a really good nutritional environment when all all the other boxes have been checked off. So uh, I do bring in a little bit of coconut oil with my first cup of coffee in the morning and uh, I'll do that every day. Uh, I will add some MCT oil to a pre-workout concoction here and there. Um, And again, I keep it all within my prescribed caloric ceiling that works best for me. So I don't put on any additional body fat and I stay vibrant and energetic and strong in the gym and I feel great. My mental acuity is on point. So that's my day. I mean, I could probably tell you I eat the same 12, 13 foods in some form or another every single week, every single month. And most days, especially Monday through Friday I'm rotating only about three or four things and I love it and I feel great. You know, the the spices that I use may vary, but it's all usually going to be a version of some sort of red meat, some sort of eggs, some sort, you know, occasional poultry, some, you know, wild caught salmon, things of that nature. I will have some coconut oil added in exogenously, sometimes a little bit of extra virgin olive oil brought in exogenously just for that sheer convenience, I'll still consume some whey isolate shakes um, or put that in my coffee. Uh, but it's usually just a combination of those things. I do not consume a lot of vegetables. Um, usually if I consume a vegetable, it's rare and it's just at dinner, whatever, if Nancy makes some. And we try to even tr- uh, keep those vegetables to ones that are low in oxalates. Um, but that's another video as well. So, you know, if you want to put on muscle, if you want to build muscle, Everything's got to be on point. If it were fucking easy, everybody you'd see would be jacked and muscular. But there's a reason why 80% of men are overweight and everybody you see, the overwhelming majority of them look like shit because they eat like shit. They train like shit or they don't train at all. They're not getting adequate sleep. They're poisoning themselves with their food. They're poisoning themselves with too much alcohol and soda and sugar. And it contributes to too much inflammation, oxidative stress and autoimmune disorders. And then they, nothing can change. So just adding in weight training and even intense weight training to that recipe ain't going to do shit for you. You got to take it to the full degree and nobody wants to hear that. And everybody's looking for a magic pill. I ain't got the magic pill and you're never going to get one from me. You're going to get truth. That's why I don't have a hundred thousand subscribers because a lot of the stuff that I advocate is too fucking hard. So I just, that's why people who follow me are warriors. They get it or else they want to get it or become a warrior. So we're classes in session. So my, again, my goal moving forward, uh, uh, and I've kind of had that revelation just in the last few months, as I'm really enjoying my lifestyle right now and the way I'm eating right now and the way I'm training right now. And I think it needs to be to show that age is just a number. It's complete horseshit that you can continue to thrive and be the best version of you that you can possibly be living hyper primally, you know, having that metabolic flexibility. Yes. I think ketogenic diets are fucking awesome. If done properly, you know, I just posted on my Instagram and if you don't follow my Instagram, please do There's a link in the, in all my shit. But, uh, you know, two times a year I remind people that, you know, when you go keto or primal or ancestral, whatever you want to call it, if the first thing you do is start looking for artificially sweetened fake versions of the shit that got you into this mess in the first place, you're going to fail. And that's just a truth. And don't tell me you're the exception because, you know, you may be having some success doing that, but it's probably not what's optimal by doing that. Yes, you can have treats once in a while. You can reward yourself once in a while. But I tell my clients, eat primal. I'm loving this new term. I'm loving this. I finally said it. So now it, kind of, it does roll off the tongue a little bit. Uh, eat that way 90% of the time, and you're going to thrive. Anything short of that, and you're never going to be fully satisfied with your reflection in the mirror, how you feel, how you wake up every morning, how you sleep at night, how you move through the day. So that's part two. If you're not building muscle, you're probably not getting in the right amount of nutrients, fatty meats, not enough protein, your testosterone is low because you don't consume foods that stimulate the growth of that testosterone. Or if you do consume enough of these foods, you're probably also eating enough of the counterproductive foods or counterproductive things that are going to negate or short circuit the benefit of the good hyper primal foods that you're consuming. You got to be all in. You got to be all in or it's just not going to work for you. So, so these are the broad strokes. Part one, you got to lift your ass off. It's got to be intense. It's got to be in a way that pushes you to a level that you've never experienced before pretty much each week. And even 30 some years into my training life, you know, not all workouts are going to have me a dead heap on the floor, but I can tell you that I do push at least every final set to the farthest point I can take it still to this day. And I know that that's one of the big things that helps me be the person that I am. And then I fuel my body with animal-based, hyperprimal foods, meat, eggs, fish, Uh, things of that nature, and uh, that's what fuels me. And I know that that's the other big contributor. And then finally, lots of sleep, emphasis on sleep. You know, I've said it before, there are nights where I go to bed at 7.30, 7.45. Uh, There are times when my three-year-old grandson spends the night at our house and my ass goes to bed before a toddler does. It's not necessarily that I want to. There are nights that I'm sitting there with my family. We're relaxing. we got a fire going. You know, we're enjoying our time together. I'm enjoying my evening and I don't want it to end. I don't want to, you know, put my head on the pillow and conk out, but I know the importance of doing that. And I know the benefit of that. And I know when I wake up the next morning at three 30 or 4am, I can immediately tell how I feel at that point and whether or whether or not the previous day was done the way it needed to be, be or needed to be done. So again, Part one, lift heavy, lift intense. Part two, consume those foods that are going to benefit you in the formation of testosterone and healthy hormone function. Do it every day, do it every hour, whatever you need to do, get lots of rest, reevaluate yourself, reevaluate the way you do you on a regular basis and make these adjustments and make these changes and you're going to see a huge benefit. So More on this on upcoming videos and upcoming podcasts, I promise. But until then, I want to thank you very much for your support. Thank you for everything that you've done for me and my family. You know, I really want to continue to get the word out, spread the message more. We're going to be doing a lot more things in 2022 than I've ever done. I've made some major changes in my life recently. And stay tuned. I've got a very big announcement coming up in the coming weeks that I'm really excited about. And uh, I think it is going to change a lot for me. And when it changes for me, it changes for you, too. So, again, thank you for everything. You know the drill. Today, I want you to go train hard. Train your ass off. Diet even harder. Make those changes today. But more importantly, I want you to have a great day. Peace.